developing your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Rise from the grave. All right, ghost goblins and ghouls and ghosts. The man of the hour is here. <laughs> Let's get ready to jump on into it. Welcome to the j Show here on K360 Radio. into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com records. While the world whizzes by, enjoy a moment of me time with Tim Horton's new $6 breakfast bundle. Savor a small hot or iced coffee, then add your choice of a mouth-watering hot breakfast sandwich mm. and a crispy golden hash brown Ooh. and your pick of a classic donut. Yeah. All for 6 bucks, all just for you. Make your mornings all about me time with our $6 breakfast bundle. Available at your neighborhood Tim Hortons. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Hey, how's it going, J360 Legion? Welcome to the J-Man Show for episode 313. I am your host, Jay, of course, and it is still Monster Fest. And let me just let you know this. We got ourselves a whole shoe-in of multiple different nightmare tales to bring to you all tonight. Each one is full of horrific light and not to mention creepy stuff ahead. But hey, I'm only saying that as a for instance for all of you. You guys are used to this stuff by now, right? I mean, at the end of the day, what are the odds of these things happening to you, right? You'll be fine. Yeah, okay. (laughs) But like I said, any sort of uh, night terrors and stuff that you go through, I'm not responsible for entirely. You knew what time of the year it was, and it's one of the most epic times of the year. The spooky month is around us, and let me just tell you this. It is time to go ahead and scare the hell out of you a little bit more. Speaking of which, some of them have been watching. They've been hitting pretty good, but let me just tell you this. That one with Anthony Hopkins and that ventriloquist dummy in it. I don't know. Ventriloquist dummies creep me out, man. 
You know what I mean? Even though Slappy is one of my favorite characters from Goosebumps, it's just... I don't know. Some of these older films, like, even before Chucky were just... Damn, you know? And then I always think of that one with Don Rickles, and it was a, it was a Tales from the Crypt episode, where it turns out that it wasn't a dummy at all. It was this conjointed twin brother that was doped up on morphine usually, but oh my god, it was it was it was weird because it was like the, he was on the end of the nub. <laughs> hey, maybe you guys can use that as an appetizer for our main courses tonight. We do have a nice mix of full-length stories in addition to two-sentence horror stories, and it's just going to be really, really fun. So, hey, let's just go ahead and dive on in. Don't forget to leave the lights on and check out the cupboards and all the crawl spaces that are around you, because you never know what the hell is living in. All right, your first one tonight. They celebrated the first successful cryogenic freezing. He had no way of letting them know that he was still conscious. That's cold. Okay, before you dial, just understand that that was, you, you know, imagine, if you will, how science has advanced so far. They made you think that artificial intelligence was really going to help you. And they would figure that this was a way to actually help you out with whatever you may have that they don't have the cures now. I mean, it's not like they'll leave you there, you're still conscious, and you're trying to scream. And at the same time, you'll be stuck somewhere where they'll never know where you are. That is a terrible, horrible thing to say. I'm moving on now. Okay. I can't sleep, she whispered, crawling into bed with me. I woke up cold, clutching the dress she was buried in. Well, I mean, hey, look, a lot of y'all are like that, you know? Some of y'all like the idea of someone staying with you forever and ever and ever to the point where when they die, you won't have a life then because the ghost will be haunting you still living in the whole thing that they're anchored in and everything. These walls will hold me and you are trapped with me. I mean, that sounds like a very wicked way of um, going about a marriage, you know? Sure, you might inherit money, but you're going to inherit her and the property plot. And then at the same time, she's going to be making sure that you reunite with her as you hold the dress. I mean, at the end of the day, were you holding the shotgun? Think about it. Pretty sick, huh? Well, it's going to get a lot more sicker, so get down with it. You know that weird full-body twitch you get sometimes when you're falling asleep? If there was a camera pointing at you and you saw what it captured at that moment, you'd never sleep again. Hmm. Sounds like TikTok. You know? By the way, your first full-length story is happening right now. This is called The Banana. Is Lizzo behind this? Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. A mother came home from the market with some bananas one day. She gave one to her son with his lunch and told him to eat it while she did chores in the other room. Later, her son came to tell her the banana was moving on its own. Don't be silly, she said. The mother thought her son was just being picky. Eat your lunch. The boy went back to the dining room to do as he was told. His mother went back to her chores. But a moment later, she heard her son screaming. Then there was a loud thud. She rushed to the dining room and found him lying unconscious on the floor. There were two small dots of blood on his hands. The mother quickly drove her son to the doctor who gave the boy some medicine and told his mother he would wake up soon. The doctor said that the boy was lucky to be alive. He had been bitten by a very dangerous snake. If the mother got to the doctor any later, the boy might have died. Both of them wondered how that type of snake could have gotten into the mother's home. Those types of snakes usually didn't live in the area. Where did it come from? They got their answer when the boy woke up. 
told them when he unpeeled the banana that was moving on its own, a snake slithered out and bit him. When they went back to the house, they found the hatched egg still in the banana peel. See, that's why quality control is important. And, you know, half the time it's usually pretty dark anyway, so they don't know what they're picking, much in the same way you don't know what the hell you're eating. And I know that some of you may have a tapeworm growing in you right now as we speak. Which will never die until you kill the head off of it. Aren't I gruesome tonight? Next one up is... is called Glowing Eyes. Something strange has been happening at the mine for weeks. Miners working near the slope where the mine would begin would spot an odd-looking animal from time to time. It was gray, furry, and about five feet tall and eight feet long, and it stood on all fours. And what made it truly frightening were its eyes. They were bigger than the eyes of any other animal from those parts, and they glowed as bright as a car's headlights. Whenever the animal showed up, it would do exactly the same thing. It would simply walk up the start of the slope, look down into the mine for a few seconds, and then head back to the mountain. But every single time the animal came to the mine, about 15 minutes or so would pass. And then there would be a slate fall, and a few miners would die. Some of the men would try to kill the animal as it walked back to the mountain, but no matter how many times they shot it, it never seemed to do it any harm. The animal would simply look back at them for a moment and keep walking. Everyone figured that the animal must have something to do with all the deaths at the mine. They believed that if they could kill it, the deaths would stop. So the mine owner hired two of the town's best hunters, Bill and Jack, to go kill the animal. They headed up to the shack in the woods with powerful rifles and some food. They waited for a long time, but finally they saw the animal head down to the mine. They shot at it, but even with their very strong rifles, they still couldn't hurt it. When the animal got to the slope of the mine, it looked down into it for a lot longer than it normally would, then it left. Bill and Jack started shooting at it again when it passed by their shack and back into the mountain. No matter what, none of their bullets seemed to do any harm. That didn't matter, though. Just a few moments later... Bill and Jack heard a loud roar coming from the mine. They ran to see what it was. The mine had exploded. Twenty-two men had lost their lives. But it was the last time anyone saw the animal. Damn! Oh my god. Well, you know, animals do have that gift of premonition. You know, they say dogs can sense evil. So it's like... Oh boy. <laughs> There's a lot to it with that one, man. Like, like, yeah, that I felt a chill on that one, you know? Like, mining in its own way is weird anyway. I mean, like, a lot of people have made their fortune. A lot of family names have been established because of mining. But it's dangerous anyway to do that kind of work, especially if you even find, like, a crock of gold or silver or anything. Like, you're in a chasm. You know what I mean? Few feet deep. Communication is damn near impossible. It's it's possible, but it's damn near impossible. And then there's a chance that a cave-in could happen at any moment. And it's like, oh my god. And even something like that happening. Jesus. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. We, we, ain't, we ain't horrified entirely yet. I know you guys are not, right? Well, right? Anyway. Even if you were, let's go ahead and dive into this. This one's called The Soldier's Corpse. This happened during the Civil War. Some wounded soldiers had camped out near a small town to wait for the doctor to arrive. But it took him a long time to reach him, and by the time he did, one of the soldiers had died. The doctor took him to The Undertaker. The Undertaker had a very busy night ahead of him. Because he didn't have time to preserve the dead soldier's body right away, he put it in a tub with ice water. 
That would keep it preserved until he had time to do his work. The body stayed in the tub like that until morning. That's when the undertaker started the work of preserving it for a burial. He began by sewing the corpse's mouth shut. Then he placed a needle and tube in each arm. One tube would pump the fluid that preserves corpses into the body, and the other tube would drain the corpse's blood. That's as far as he got into his work, as the undertaker suddenly saw the corpse sit right up. When he noticed the tubes in his arms, he pulled them out, and it also looked like he was trying to talk, but he couldn't with his mouth sewn shut. And all this lasted only a moment, because the preserving fluid had already been pumped into the soldier's corpse. It was poisonous, and soon the soldier settled back down. The look on his face seemed to be that of a man who knew he was dying and had accepted it. Many odd things started happening at the Undertaker's office soon after. The Undertaker would leave a room, and when he come back, he would see that the furniture had been moved. And even though there was no one in the shop to move it, sometimes even bodies had moved. That wasn't all. The Undertaker had to start hiding the fluid and needles he needed to preserve corpses. But no matter where he hit them, the fluid would go missing, and all he would find in its place were bent needles. This was all a little funny to many townspeople. They thought some practical joker must have been behind what was going on at the Undertaker's office. But it wasn't funny to the Undertaker. He knew it had something to do with the soldiers whose corpse had suddenly come to life, and in less than a year, he'd gone insane. Yo. <laughs> oh my god. And I mean, that, and that's somebody whose business is death. And I'm not talking like the wrestler or anything. Even though he's cool as... You know, he's got a pretty cool podcast too. But let's just be perfectly honest. Like, oh my god. Imagine that you're just there to do a job. You know, you don't even know this person. And then all of a sudden, you know, it turns out that he was still living. Couldn't tell you anything for obvious reasons. And just, well... For the rest of my days, if I have to be here like this, I'm still going to make yours a living hell. <laughs> what a way. Show me petty without even telling me you're petty. No? It's just interesting how we deal with that kind of stuff. Woo. Shut her here, shut her there, you know? Oh, man. I always thought my cat had a staring problem. She always seems fixated on my face. Until one day when I realized that she was always looking just behind me. Chiller, chiller. I most likely read this one before, but I wanted to see if I could lighten anything. You know what I mean? Uh, try this one. There is nothing like the laughter of a baby unless it's 1 o'clock in the morning and you're home alone. Damn! <laughs> whoa, 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 man. Shoot, that's kind of like the choking Doberman. You know what I mean? Or the uh, my all-time favorite usually is, aren't you glad you didn't turn on the light? You know what I mean? Like the one where the college roommate is resting and all. And then chances are, you know, like the other college roommate did not come back in enough time. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, the person woke up, saw the dead body of her contemporary. And then the sign up there said, aren't you glad you didn't turn on the light? That is wild, man. Woof. <laughs> hey, what do you expect? This is the fourth week of Monster Fest, y'all. We, we got to go ahead. We got to knock all this stuff out. Gotta scare the hell out of everybody, you know? Yes! Alright, moving forward, moving forward. This one's called The Tunnels. Now, all kids knew about the tunnels beneath the city. Most cities have sewer tunnels, but these were different. Some people said that they were built over 100 years ago as hiding places in case a war ever broke out. Others said they used to be part of a secret underground prison. 
Most of the adults in the city knew that there were actually old mine tunnels. Rich people used to build them for stone mines, and the tunnels became so big, over time, people stopped using them for mining. Now they were just a giant underground maze. The adults knew the tunnels weren't safe because they were so easy to get lost in. But that wasn't the reason most of the kids thought that the tunnels were dangerous. They all heard stories about the tunnels haunted, or some insane killers who lived in them, and even about monsters that would eat a person alive. On one night, some of the kids were telling each other stories at a party. Most of them even took the story seriously, except for one girl, Masha. She even said it would be fun to explore the tunnels. I'll go down there right now and prove that there's nothing to be scared of. Maybe some of you will be brave enough to join me, and we'll just stay for an hour. Two others agreed to go with Masha. They all headed out to one of the nearby entrances to the tunnels. It was already dark, and they knew that the tunnels would be even darker, so they all brought flashlights. When they walked down into the tunnels, the first thing they noticed was how confusing they were. Because different people had built them over the years, some sections were very small, and others were very wide. Sometimes a part of the tunnel would seem to go on for miles, and another one would lead to a dead end right away. The two had gone in with Masha quickly realized it would be very easy for them to lose their way if they kept going deeper into the tunnels to explore them. There wasn't that much to see anyway. There weren't any ghosts, killers, or monsters, just miles and miles of brick walls. Masha was still curious, though. Come on, she said. It's a good picture to show everyone. The others wouldn't go any further. They have already seen enough. Okay, fine, Masha said. We said we'd stay for an hour, so you two stay here. I'm going to walk around a little more. Masha started walking deeper into the tunnels. After about a minute, the others couldn't see the glow from her flashlight any longer. A half hour passed, then another. Masha should have been back by now. They started calling out to her, but they never got an answer. This went on for almost another half an hour, and that's when they decided to go back to the party and let everyone know what happened. When they told their stories, the other kids decided they had to tell their parents about Masha. The adults called the police, who spent the next few weeks looking for Masha in the tunnels. She never showed up. No one ever saw Masha again, and all the kids told stories about her. Some say a killer or a monster must have found Masha. Some even claim if you went down into the tunnels, you could still hear her crying for help some nights. But most people know the truth. It wouldn't have mattered if a killer or a monster had really found Masha in the tunnels. They went on for miles. Masha probably got lost. And in the dark, just took too many wrong turns and never found her way out. Probably still in there, but by now, she would be only a skeleton. Yeah. Yes. That is how it's done, you know? To go on and on forever, trapped in the same circle. Never to bust out of that circle unless you don't really go that far into it. Where all of it just destroys you until, like, you know, guess what? You won't decipher which way you're going. And you just die. Jesus, I'm really cruel tonight. Yo, 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 yo. Doing this series and doing this whole set for this event is finally getting to me, I guess. You know, been doing it for six years and all that jazz. <laughs> Ooh, man. That that would suck, though, to be trapped in something like that. It kind of reminds me of, like, what, you know, certain inmates say when they go to the hole and stuff. You know, they're by themselves in a dark corridor. Nobody talks to them or anything and just just there with their mind and they can't you know some people are not comfortable talking to their mind and stuff like that and just realizing that hey you know what all that happiness and all this that we had they weren't real D terrible way of doing things terrible way of doing things you know what i'm saying 
try this one. After so many years of living alone in this large house, I came to a startling realization. And this time I had closed far more doors than I had opened. Okay, not too shabby. A little light, you know what I mean? You can do anything with that, you know what I'm saying? That, that could be like... Um, I... I don't know, you know, like, that could be, like, one of those moments where, like, some people are like, I'm on a spiritual journey and I'm just closing out lives from toxic people. Yeah, so that doesn't really need to be horror, but I can see where they were going with that. It's been watching me for hours now. Sometimes I catch glimpses of its reflection on the computer screen, but I dare not turn around. I've read you guys this one in Doran Jam, so I, I, I know, I know. <laughs> Alright, try this one. Put back the mirrors. We miss watching you. Creepy. Very creepy. You know, though, but like I say, the whole thing about Masha, though, that poor girl. You know, like, uh, I I'll be honest with you. It couldn't be helped about what happened to Masha, though, because um, she didn't need to go out like that. You know what I mean? Like, it just like, there's always that one person that wants to be brave. And then when it comes right down to, like, how complicated a simple situation is, like, you know, the person that's sitting there waiting in the graveyard for an hour in case, like, somebody comes back from the dead and all that kind of stuff. But the thing about it is, it's like, you know, if they're coming back from the dead, there's a reason they're coming back. And chances are, you being out there and stuff like that doesn't mean they're going back alone. You know what I mean? And I wonder if they actually achieve rest at that moment. Good question, huh? Just one of those things to think about. Hey, but get this, though. And I want a lot of those ladies out there to realize this. Ain't nobody gonna kidnap you. You know what? As crazy and as ridiculous as you are in real life, nobody is going to take the time out of their day to kidnap you. That is just about the way that it needs to be said. Matter of fact, they'll give your ass back. You know what I'm saying? If I was ever in the business of kidnapping... <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Alright, your next story coming up is called Claw Marks. Christopher was driving home from work late one night. His parents had always let him use their car as if he was going to work. It was very dark out, and Christopher heard a thud, thud, thud-like noise. He realized one of his tires had gone flat. Christopher pulled over to the side of the road to the tire. The wood surrounded him on both sides. He wanted to get the job done quickly. He didn't like being out there so late at night. He had just finished putting on the new tire when he heard another thud, thud, thud noise, but this one was a lot louder. Christopher sprung up to see something terrible running towards him. It was hard to get a good look at it in the dark. It ran on two feet like a person, but it was much bigger than a man, and its skin was green. It looked almost like a cross between a human and a lizard. Christopher jumped in the car and tried to drive off, but before he could, the monster hopped on the roof of the car and started banging on it. Christopher drove fast, and eventually the thing fell off. He didn't stop to get a good look at it. When he got home, his parents were angry. He was out so late. They were even more angry when they saw the car. The windows were cracked, one of the side mirrors were gone, and there were huge dents all over it. Christopher told him the story, but at first they didn't believe him. They thought he made the story out to explain why the car was in such bad shape, but then they took a closer look at the top of the car. The roof was covered in deep scratches. It was almost like some sort of a huge animal tried to claw its way in. Okay, I mean, that's not too shabby, because you never know what's living out in those woods. It could be Bigfoot, and it could be the Swamp Monster. 
Or even crazier, it could be just a homeless man out there that has long since became feral and decided to say everybody is fair game. Or a homeless woman, let's be equal opportunity, you know? Yes. The answer to all of that is yes. And you never know what's living out there. And if things keep devolving the way they are, soon you might be among them. It's killed or be killed, damn it! I'm uh, I'm just trying to lighten the mood, y'all. You know what I mean? But it's just like, if anything else, seeing certain scenarios like that, I wouldn't be surprised after a while things become true to form like that. And especially now that everybody wants you to use electric vehicles, which, from what I can tell, have been having a lot more you know, cons instead of pros. Yeah. What a way to go. Alright, so let's take a look and see what other short story I got for you right now. Alright, ready to settle down for the evening, I put my headphones on. The whispering coming from them startled me. They were not plugged in. Ah, I sound like somebody getting ready to start a podcast, you know? <laughs> or, or listen to one. Which, by the way, if you've been listening to J360 Radio this long, thank you. Soon enough, it'll be anniversary road time, especially like 11, 16, 16. And you know what? The growth that's been happening a lot lately... Couldn't have done it without all of you. So it's been a big, big part of the growth. And I'm just, like, very happy for all this that has transpired so far. And I love to keep doing these monster stories for all of you. So, you know, anybody that wants to sit back and listen to some great content and all that stuff, please take the time to subscribe to J360 Radio 60 TV and stay in step with me and uh, the J360 Productions crew in addition to, like, cool people that I interview and all sorts of musical delight from J360 Jams and crazy video game action from the Power Play. And then some. Because I'm sure that you'll love every bit of what you get here at J360 Productions. You understand what I'm saying? Get ready for Epic, if you will. And yeah, that was a scary story. Me doing a shameless plug like that in the middle of the, <laughs> middle of the show. Hey, speaking of which, though, um, you know, I wanted to go ahead and lighten the mood a little bit. And at the same time, put my stamp on it. But speaking of which, though, we have something else for you guys. Well, okay, another short first, and then we'll jump into your next big story, eh? Neatly laid across my dining room table, I found a dull kitchen knife, a torn crusty rag, and a flip video camera, which seemed to be recording. I own none of these items. <laughs> Wicked. All right, your next big story right now is called The Unsolved Murder. Something strange was happening at the Gruber farm. One morning, Mr. Gruber found a set of footprints in the snow. They came from the nearby woods and stopped at the farm. He looked around but couldn't find the person the footprints belonged to. Then the noises started. The family heard footsteps coming from some of the other rooms. Even when they were sure, no one was in them. The family maid quit. She said the house was haunted. Mr. Gruber had also noticed that some things would go missing around the farm, like food. One morning, the Gruber children didn't arrive at school. For a few days, no one saw any member of the family in town. Some villagers finally headed over to the farm to see what the trouble was, and they found a terrible scene. A member of the Gruber family was in the barn, and so was the new maid. They had all been killed with an axe. And that's when people remembered all the strange stories Mr. Gruber had told. They didn't think much of him at the time, but now they seem much more serious. The police figured the killer must have been hiding out in different parts of the farm for time. And one night he came out from hiding Gruber and their maid. Sadly enough, they never found the killer. But they found the body! 
bodies. Ooh, blood all over the place. Ooh, rank and stank, man. You know what I mean? Coming out the crawl space. Ready to give you them 40 wax. Ready to shovel them in your back. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm really not doing so hot tidying up the end of these stories tonight. But, you know, it's it's been a while. <laughs> But hey, like I said, though, ain't nobody coming to get you. You're going to be good. And you know damn well I'm not sure of that. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. You know what? Let me give you another one. And this might be one that some of us are really scared of. You have fear, don't you? Well, we all have different variations of it. But I'm going to tell you this, though. This particular story you're going to hear right now... Um, actually plays on a well well known fear that a lot of people have and the truth is i can't tell you because i don't want to spoil the story but let's go on ahead and read the story first and then i'll go ahead and i'll give you the title all right robert burton owned a farm outside of town with his wife margaret he was a healthy man most of the time but one day he got sick and at first he thought it was a cold but it kept getting worse one morning he wouldn't wake up Margaret got the town doctor over. He looked Robert over and told Margaret the sad news. Robert had died. Now, Margaret had been very in love with her husband. No one was crying at his funeral. The night after Robert was buried, Margaret had a dream. Robert was in it, and he told her that he was still alive and needed her help. Most of the time, Margaret didn't believe dreams meant anything, but she was sure this one was different. She went to the doctor and begged him to check the coffin. The doctor tried to tell Margaret that Robert was certainly dead, he said it was normal to have those type of dreams after losing a loved one. Margaret didn't care. that She insisted that they dig up the coffin, and she said she would pay whatever it cost. The doctor gave in. The Burtons were close friends, after all, and he thought it would help Margaret get over a loss if she could see her husband was dead. He got in touch with some folks at the cemetery, and they had dug up Robert's coffin. Margaret joined in. She dug faster than anyone, like she knew her husband was running out of time. And when they opened the coffin, Margaret began to cry again. Robert was dead. But one of the other diggers noticed something strange. The tip of Robert's fingers were bloody, and there were deep scratch marks on the lid of the coffin. It was almost as if Robert woke up and had tried to claw his way out. And that is why this story is called The Coffin. And it is a well-known fear that a lot of people are afraid to be buried alive. You see what I'm saying? Like, Say like if you have a moment where something just takes you out temporarily, and the truth is, like, you have no control over it. It just takes you out temporarily. There might be that chance you may come back. And then you have people out here who will proclaim you to be dead. You know, the coroner coming up saying, well, it appears the body has been dead for, blah, 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 you know, a certain amount of time. But chances are it could be a temporary death. It could be like a, just a shutdown and a shut back on. You know what I mean? Sometimes that has happened in some strange cases. And, like, I don't wish it to happen to me or anybody. Because could you imagine waking up one moment and you in the coffin, six feet under. No real way to dig yourself back up unless you really are going to go in vain to do that. That is a very wicked way of going and leaving the world, man. But you know what, though? In my case, like, let's say this. like, Say, like, if I was 20-something, I would be fighting tooth and nail to get out of there. But considering the way life has been, and, you know... <laughs> Nah, nah, life, life's been great. I'm not going to lie. But, you know, like, after a certain period of time, you'd be like this. You know what? It's quiet down here. Nothing really, really bad is bothering me. And whatever sort of problems are going on up there, 
at me at all. I'm going to go ahead and get some sleep, dog. <laughs> what a lovely way to go, eh? Well, you know, look. I'm trying to go ahead and let you know, like, at the end of the day, that is a scary fear. Almost like being left at the altar, you know? But we don't have enough time in the show to dive into that right now. I'm sure we'll look into crazy marriages and stuff because you still got more time in the fest for a lot of other things. But, by the way, since we are going into the weekend, you are going to have some Power Play episodes. But, of course, anybody that wants to join me and anybody else for, like, you know, the secret streams and stuff, they only happen in Discord. And the link for the Discord is right down in the description box below. It's just the first link you'll see. And then we can go ahead and chill out and watch some of these Monster Fest movies as a team. And enjoy, like, what goes down, okay? Things usually start at 7 and then carry on until at least, like, 10 or maybe midnight. Depending on, like, how the movies go and depending on, like, how things process. But, yeah, that's happening tomorrow. But until then, though, you guys take care of yourselves. We will catch up again later. This is J-Man signing off. Peace. Are you struggling to lose weight and keep it off? Tired of wasting time and money on starvation diets that lead to more frustration and stress? If there was a weight loss solution that could actually work for you, would you try it? Then head to golo.com. I'm Steve. I lost 138 pounds in nine months on Golo. I'm Amber. I've lost 128 pounds with Golo. If you're ready to take back control of your life, head to golo.com now and see how Golo can work for you. That's golo.com. My sleep is way better. My inflammation has gone way down. Golo saved my life. I was way overweight. That's what sent me down the path. I wanted to make sure and live for my kid. I have literally tried everything. I was on the verge of getting gastric bypass surgery, and I saw the Golo commercial, and it was the last thing I tried because it worked. Join over 2 million people who found a better way to lose weight with Golo. Your healthier and happier life begins at Golo.com. That's G-O-L-O.com. Again, G-O-L-O.com. Um...